Are you struggling with feelings of anxiety, feelings of helplessness, feelings of grief? Are negative emotions rising as you face this increasingly uncertain future? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today in Real Talk Friday. We're going to answer the question, is there anything you can do to cope with the emotional fallout of this confusing and challenging time? And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome to Real Talk Friday. So on Legendary Life, what we do is we break down science-based information on how to lose fat, prevent disease, and live a longer, healthier life. But on Real Talk Friday, we just have a conversation about what's going on, about how to think about our circumstances, about the mindset struggles. And in case that word, the mindset, really throws you off, we're gonna be talking about why is mindset important because that really sets the foundation of everything else that we do. So if this sounds good to you so far, and this is your first time listening, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Now let's get into it. So all of our plans have been changed. Vacations have been postponed or canceled. What we thought we were gonna do for the summer and maybe even the fall and winter have been changed as well. We're not sure what's going to happen. Although here in Florida, where I am, the cases have hit their peak, you know, at least with the testing and the testing results. Cases hit their peak and now it's showing signs of plateauing, but we still don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And even as the cases start to drop, what's going to be open? What will we be allowed to do? And the first thing I want to talk about here is that we're in a marathon, not a sprint. And what I've noticed about my high-performing clients, they are not good at running marathons, not good at pacing themselves. They're great for driving hard. Let's drive hard on this. Let's drive hard on that. Let's work 14-hour days. Let's Go to the gym and go balls to the wall. Leave it all on the gym floor. But what they're not great at is pacing. And this is something I've had to learn myself. Pacing. Because I used to be that way. I used to go balls to the wall. I would push hard. I would, I could ignore the feelings or or the signals rather that my body was giving me whether it was tiredness, whether it was joint aches and pains, I could ignore that and push past that. But the problem is that the whispers start to turn into screams. Eventually, that joint starts to really ache. Eventually, your ability to concentrate goes away. Eventually, you start getting irritable and snappy with people because you've pushed too hard. You pushed yourself into a state of uh, physiological hyperarousal, as some of us might call it, stress the fuck out. And one of the things that I like to do with my clients, and this is something that I learned myself, is to do something that requires pacing. That's why I love doing endurance training with a heart rate monitor. 
because this is something I use with my clients. And this is something, if you've never done this, you should definitely try it. So there's different heart rate ranges that correspond to different intensities. And what I like to do is I like to give my clients, I like to get them with a heart rate monitor and I like to put them in, say, zone two or maybe zone three, usually zone two. You can look that up on Google, what that is. And they have to do exercise, but they don't feel like they're doing exercise because what they associate with the feeling of exercise is being pushed to the limit. But the problem is when you push yourself to the limit, it requires an equal amount of recovery. And so many of us, we have stress from our work. We have stress from our family. We have issues with sleep. And so when we're constantly pushing hard because we don't know how to pace ourselves, we start to burn out. And this doesn't just show up in exercise. It shows up in so many things. Oh, I've got to answer all these emails. Oh, I've got to take these calls. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And you don't put yourself first. So you must learn how to pace yourself. We're all in a marathon. We're in a marathon with growing our business. We're in a marathon with progressing in our career. We're in a marathon. Now, this is something I can't speak personally about, but with uh, being parents, it's a marathon. You've got to pace yourself. And if you're constantly giving to your job, if you're constantly giving to your children, if you're constantly giving to everyone else because you think that's how you're going to get the result you're hoping to get, you're going to burn out. You're going to crash and burn. You must learn to pace yourself. You must learn that rest isn't separate from work. It's part of your work. When I was having a, a call with a one-on-one client and he said, he, he's like, you know what? I finally feel like I deserve the relaxation and the rest because he's been struggling to put things in his schedule that are just for him. He's been struggling with that. He's had some things that he's wanted to do, guitar lessons, meditation, other things, but who has the time to do that when you're involved in nine different businesses? Or so he thought. And maybe you think that way too. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. And the truth is, you don't have time not to do it. That's an addiction to work or an addiction to exercise. What you're trying to get, <laughs> what you're trying to get is that feeling. Instead of doing what you need to do, you're doing what you want to do. Oh no, I don't want to exercise. I'll just uh, I'll just uh, return some emails. I got to make some calls, and then. But it happens over and over and over again. And so many of us, we, we wanted to become successful in our careers and business so that we'd be in charge of shit. And then all of a sudden, our schedules have sucked us away from taking care of ourselves. So rest isn't separate from work. It's part of your work. That's part of the pacing that you're missing. And the, the lie that we tell ourselves is this. Oh, if I, if I uh, you know, just handle everybody else's problems, handle my business's problems, uh, if I handle my, my children's problems, like that's going to be the thing that's going to make me feel the best. 
And then you end up looking at yourself in the mirror. You look tired. You feel tired. You don't feel comfortable in your skin. You look at yourself in the mirror and feel, oh man, I do not like what I see. And so this brings me to the next thing I want to talk about. I am a little bit guilty for pushing the body transformation thing. Like, hey, lose fat, look awesome. But that's kind of what I sucker you in with, right? That's what I, uh, not sucker you in, but that's like the hook on the, uh, the, the worm on the hook. The thing that I get you hooked with, like, hey, look, you could look like this. But what I'm really about is the idea that physical health equals mental health. And it's so fascinating. So I'll tell it to you like this. So I have an app that I use for my clients, my coaching clients, both my one-on-one and my group coaching clients. And I see they, they weigh themselves. They check in in various ways. But one of the ways they do is they weigh themselves. And you see on the people who are struggling psychologically, you see the spikes up in weight, right? I know I share a lot of success stories on here and all my clients succeed in one way or another in the program better beyond what they've ever been able to do on their own, but some struggle more than others. And what I've noticed is that when you see the weight start climbing up and it's not muscle growth, it's not you know, uh, body recomposition where you're gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. What I see when it when they're really struggling and, and going in the wrong direction is it something psychological that's driving it. It's not like, oh yeah, my life is good. Uh, just yeah, just been kind of having a good time and eating, man. This is not what it is. It's never that. It's oh, I'm struggling with stress. Well, I'm struggling. I'm I'm I'm, I'm struggling to put myself first because my job, my family, my whatever is, uh, you know, I'm putting them first instead. It's always that. And when I see people, I'll, I'll say it like this, the clients who get the most dramatic body transformations with me, they either have it together psychologically to begin with, or they learn how to do that in the journey of working with me. We work a lot on the psychology, the mindset. And what I want to tell you, the big takeaway here is your physical health equals your mental health. So if you don't like what you see in the mirror, there's probably a good reason for it. And it isn't because of society's unrealistic body expectations. It's because you don't feel good and you see what's going on and you know there's something off. You feel that there's something off. And it's not because you looked at one too many men's health or shape magazines. It's because of the way you feel. So interesting. This is something I learned from a client recently. She had fallen off because I know I talk so much about the successes that we get in the program, but I want to share more with you based on a conversation I had with one of my clients. Ryan, shout out to you, brother. I had a client, Jennifer, who... She said something really interesting. She didn't want to get started working on her health because she felt tired, sluggish, low energy, achy. And then she joined the program and she was kicking ass, but then had a bit of a setback after 4th of July. And then what she said was, you know, what's interesting is that 
the reasons I didn't want to start, tired, sluggish, achy, etc., are now what I'm feeling when I fell off track. So many of us, we don't make the connection that our mental health and physical health are deeply, deeply connected. Now, they go back and forth. You can have something tragic happen to you, and it affects you psychologically, and then that the psychology affects your physiology. I remember when my sister committed suicide at the end of 2013. Oh, for months, I wasn't right physiologically for many, many months. I lost my sex drive, which had been very robust before. I was really operating at a high level. I lost that. I felt terrible. And it was the grieving. I I just had to go through it. So our physical health and our mental health are one one in the same. And if you're wondering why you're struggling so much with anxiety, with what you might think is depression, with what you might think is anxiety, look at your habits first. Do you exercise regularly? Do you move every day? Well, how many steps do you move every day? Do you eat whole foods, mostly whole foods? Because whole foods, although you could lose fat drinking beer and eating ice cream cake, you're not, you're going to be missing out on a lot of nutrients, a lot of nutrients that are necessary for your body to function optimally. So physical health equals mental health. Don't say it's the coronavirus when you stay up till three in the morning, when you snack on a bunch of junk throughout the day and you don't move at all and you don't get any sun, you don't go outside and your relationships in your life are strained because of lack of communication skills, right? I want to talk, I want to change gears a little bit and talk about something else, seeking the uncomfortable. And before I say this, this is something that people feel like they know, but they don't do it. They're like, oh yeah, got to be uncomfortable to grow, right? Because only growth happens outside your comfort zone. True. But when most people get faced with discomfort, what do they do? They back down. And I'm talking about successful, high-performing people. I can't tell you how many people have been on a call with me, a breakthrough call, and they were totally right for the program. Because I'll tell you if you're right or not for it. I ask a lot of questions. And the questions are really to help you have a breakthrough And the breakthrough might not be joining my program. It really, the solution for you really might not be working with me. But then there are some situations where they have a breakthrough that the solution is clearly working with me. They're missing exactly what I teach, what I do in my coaching program. And they have the money to invest in it but they don't do it. And you can see how uncomfortable they are or hear how uncomfortable they are. I try to do uh, video calls when when I feel someone's right. I'll say, hey, let's hop on a video call. Let me show you inside the program because I want to create a sense of certainty about the results that I get. So I show people, I show people the results. And then they, they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, well, you know what? I, I, I could probably do this on my own. Okay. How long have you been trying to 
get this handled? Oh, about five years, six months, 10 years, year and a half. So people have been trying to do things for months or years on their own, and they have the opportunity to solve it and to, to take a huge leap forward in 12 weeks because that's the increment that we sell the coaching program on. And then they, and they don't do it. Why? The discomfort. Sometimes I don't do a great job because what really people are saying usually, it's like, I don't, I don't think, so, so there's usually two things, right? I don't think your program's going to work for me or I don't think I'll do it. And what I try to do is I show that my program works for everybody who shows up and does the work. And so one of the things that I do is like, hey, how motivated are you? Do you feel like you could follow a program right now? How can, if you, if everything were outlined for you, do you believe you, you could follow it? And they say, yes, 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 yes. Right. And if they say no, I'm like, then, you know, we, we go in a different direction. Because my program only works if you do, right? It's just, and that's the same with everybody's program. The only place where you can get results with not doing much of anything or is at your doctor getting the fat sucked out with liposuction. And then it just comes back because you weren't willing to do anything. Um, and then it's lumpy and weird, um, but, uh, but I digress. So people say no. Gosh, those situations get, you sense the discomfort. And one thing that happens is this high performers. I'll tell you, let let me share this with you because there's, there's two types of people that I usually deal with. There are people who are high performers that if they get a vibe, they just hire me, right? I've listened to you or I did the challenge. Okay. How much? Okay. Boom. I'm in. It's just a matter of should I do group or should I do one-on-one, but I'm already in. Then there's the people who are have high potential. They're not high performers yet. Because if you don't, if you can't make a decision and say no or yes to me, then you're not a high performer. Okay. <laughs> you have the potential to become one. Even if you're an accountant, even if you're an attorney, I, I don't care what you think you are. This is the truth. If you can't come on a call and make a decision and choose the right thing for you, whether it's to tell me no or whether it's to tell me yes, you are not a high performer. Got to know what the right thing is for you and to be able to take action on it. But so many people get in that situation and... Um, and woof. Now, I have some people who, uh, if I may uh, share this, I have some people who were really struggling on the call with me and they're like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do it. I'm like, listen, I showed you the results. Is there anything that you don't trust there? Right? Do you, what, what don't you trust here? What don't you trust about what I'm showing you, if anything? No, no, I, I trust. I, I see the results. I, I see the photos. I mean, I see the data, right? I see the weight coming down. It's like, so you feel the discomfort, right? And, you, and do you want to do this? Yes, I, I really do want to do this. And then it's like, okay, well, what you're feeling now is the fear of change, the fear of being uncomfortable. And it's an opportunity for you for right now to grow. And I'm using my signing up to my program, right? Which may seem very self-serving, but at the same time, I'll tell you, 
it has to do with any choice that you make when you're feeling like, I really should do this, but I feel this resistance to doing it. It could be getting into couples therapy, which so many people need. So many people that I talk to, like, hey, uh, but I need to talk to my wife. I need to talk to my husband. And boom, they get shut down by the husband or wife, sometimes on the call with me. That's awkward. And I, and I feel like I should say, you know what? I really think you guys uh, could benefit more from like couples counseling than from joining the program because what will end up happening is they'll join the program. I, I mean, this hasn't happened, but I just get the feeling that the other person will sabotage them. So that's a situation where it's better not to join my program. It's better to kind of, sometimes I feel like my, I, I don't learn that my program is not the right choice for them until a little bit later. And then I realize, ah, what they're really struggling with here is not getting in shape, but this is uh, an issue with their partner and they probably need some counseling there, some therapy there. Instead, that's the place that where they're going to get the most growth because the, the, the truth about it is some people are out of shape because they don't know the right things. They've been trying keto and they've been intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting and keto and doing a bunch of different workouts. And then, you know, they really need someone like me to clear it up for them. But other people have some other issues in other areas of their life that need to be handled. And that is really where it's at. That's really where your gold is. And part of being a high performer, part of getting to the next level in life is being able to discern and distinguish, like, what do I really need here? Do I need to join some program where this guy is going to teach me how to eat and everything? Or is it really some other area of my life? Is it my relationship with my partner, my husband, my wife, my whatever? And, um, you know, is it there? And this is one of the, I would say this is, it's something that I have to work very hard to qualify clients to make sure they're right for the program. Because to be honest, I only want success stories, success story, success in some way, right? It could be a body transformation. It could be a, a breakthrough in, in another way. Uh, so we have so many breakthroughs that happen, but sometimes people aren't right for the program. And what I'm suggesting to you is knowing what you need is a high-performance habit that is so underrated. And some people think they need something, but really they need something else. For example, they think they maybe need to sign up to my program to help them with their, uh, with their health, with losing fat, et cetera. But the real reason why they're overeating or overdrinking is because they're unhappy in some other area of their life. Could be their career. It's like I'm making money, but I hate what I do. I feel like I'm just, you know, getting in shape can help you get the energy you need, but you might get sabotaged in the process because you've got this area of your life that you're not dealing with. In fact, one of the questions I ask people when I, I ask them about their life, how things are going, where the stress is coming from, because uh, the sources of stress are usually uh, come down to relationships and finances. And I ask, what makes you think that what I'm doing is the right 
choice for you. Why not do couples counseling? Why not talk to a career counselor? Why not have someone help you to communicate with your kids better? Why not speak to a psychologist about some of the stuff that you've been through in your life so that you can get past it? I ask that question because I want to make sure I'm the right choice. But I want you to think about where you need to step up. Are you listening to this health and fitness podcast? And really, you should be listening to a different podcast. Maybe you struggle financially. This isn't the right podcast for you. Go get your finances fixed. Stop procrastinating. Because I feel like a lot of health and fitness is procrastination. Oh, I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy with my career. I'm unhappy with my marriage. I'm unhappy, uh, you know, (laughs) with so many things. Maybe if I just transform my body, it'll fix all that other stuff. It won't. You'll just be leaner, more muscular, have a greater knowledge of nutrition, and have all the same problems that you'll still have to address. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20, at www.organifi.com. That's Organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. So where are, where do you really need to step up in? Because isolation is bad for human beings, but it's great for solving problems. You must be able to isolate the problem. It's what I do on the coaching calls as well with my clients. I've got to be able to isolate the problem. I'll, I'll tell you something. I had a um, I had a conversation with a one-on-one client, and we were talking about uh, some of the things that he's working on. He's an investor, he's a dentist, he's a very successful guy, financially very successful. And um, he doesn't have to work to make money. He's done these investments and he's basically set for life, for the level of life that he wants, right? Uh, he doesn't need mega yachts or you know a fleet of Bentleys or whatever. So he's set, right? Doesn't have to work, but he took on a, a job, like he wants to... He wants to do some things for the profession of dentistry because he's uh, trained as a dentist, still works as a dentist too a bit, but he's transitioning away from working in Mao's and just doing this, some other businesses, right? Uh, or he's trying to find the right balance, I guess, because he, I guess he still wants to work in people's mouths because he doesn't have to work anymore. But 
what I'm trying to get at here is that in his one of his new projects, he took on a new client and he was feeling some resistance about this client. And when I talked to him, I was like, he, he kind of gave the impression that he was acting against his values by taking on this client because he had this story about this client that this client had ethical issues, issues with ethics, moral or ethical issues in the way that they did business. And after further investigation, that turned out not really to be the case. What turned out to be the case was that this was my client's internal resistance to putting himself out there because it could result in failure. He could not get a good result for this client. Do you see what I'm saying? So, and so many times we do this. We say, oh yeah, we, we, do, we start to create a story about why we should or shouldn't do something. And if we investigate and go deeper, we realize, ah, this story that I'm saying isn't true. This is really about me and my inner struggle with putting myself out there. And, you know, in, in his case, he's a great dentist. He's a great investor. But he's learning this new thing, right? This new business that he started. He's learning it. And there's the chance that it may not work out or it may not work out right away. He might have to experience some failure, right? Quote, unquote, failure. <laughs> Otherwise, learning lessons. I said, man, welcome to the journey of entrepreneurship because he's new as an entrepreneur with this business that he's uh, launched. And it's like, you will get it wrong and you'll learn from it and then you'll get better and you will get other things wrong and then you'll learn from it and get better. But he could have, but he created a story to prevent him to, to, from experiencing that potential failure. Do you do that? We all do, or at least we all have. The last thing I want to talk about here is investing in yourself. This is something that just boggles my mind. I, I was thinking about this. When I was in Miami Beach, I was working with these very high net worth guys. I mean, it all depends on what your idea of high net worth, but you know, some of these guys were $50 million, you know, $70 million, $20 million, right? High net worth. Uh, if you're in the tens of millions or hundred million, that's, for me, that's high. Of course, it goes all the way up to billions, right? But I was thinking some of these guys that I worked with, and they were mostly men, by the way, uh, in, in, the, in the Miami Beach days, it's like they would buy a $300,000 car. They would buy a $12 million house, but they wouldn't invest thousands in themselves. Now, they would go buy themselves stuff, but they wouldn't invest in coaching. They wouldn't invest in, I mean, they would invest in me, right? Personal trainer. But what they really needed was not someone to count reps and to demonstrate exercises and shoot the shit in between sets. What they really needed was coaching. What they really needed, and, and high-performance people, very successful people are usually surrounded by a lot of yes men and women. And in case you don't know what that is, 
That's where someone always agrees with you because they're afraid to make you unhappy, afraid of your wrath, afraid to tell you the truth because of the way you might handle it and how that might affect their ability to affect their career stability, right? You might fire them. Like, I don't like that person, right? Shoot the messenger (laughs) type of situation. I'll tell you, one of the things that I've been really great at is, uh, you know, I don't care so much about people's financial success. Uh, I care about doing a great job, which involves telling people the truth, right? It involves telling the truth in a way that is, um, you know, said properly, but it involves telling the people the truth, the truth that other people in their lives won't say to them usually. And I want to say, are you a person who will spend a lot of money on stuff, but you're not investing in yourself or you haven't invested in yourself in a while, right? And if you're, you know, on the more uh, moderate level of success where you'll spend tens of thousands of dollars on a car and, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a house, but you won't invest thousands in yourself? What is that about? I'll tell you something. I remember I really wanted to step my game up in uh, Miami Beach. I really wanted more respect, more prestige. I, I wanted people to think about me differently in a, in, in, in a better way, obviously. And so what I did was I got a BMW X5 I uh, spent a lot of money uh, to uh, on my wardrobe. You know, I was wearing the $300, $400 jeans, spent a lot of money on shirts and stuff. I wanted to look cool and drive a cool car and live in a cool place, and I did that. But here's the thing. I wasn't cool. I was wearing the expensive clothes, but guess what? I was still the same person. I was driving the more expensive car, I was still the same person. What we, we do these things and it makes us happy for a little while. I mean, I loved driving around the X5. Uh, It's a comfortable ride, but I was uncomfortable inside. And it wasn't until I left everything behind in Miami and and Giselle and I went to Thailand and, and gave up the, all the material bullshit Not that I I still like nice clothes and nice cars, don't get me wrong, but just saying in our case, not saying you should give up your Range Rover or whatever, right? But I'm just saying, like, in our case, we left all that behind and started a whole new life, started a whole new business in Southeast Asia. And the experiences that we've gone through during that time in case you don't know the story, uh, in the February 2018, I think it was February 14th, actually, of 2018, Giselle and I, my business partner, we moved to Thailand and we left everything behind and we wanted to grow our business and we did it. We needed a change of scenery. And um, this is something I want to talk about actually on a, on a Real Talk Friday because I know some of you don't know the whole story. So maybe next Real Talk Friday, I'll I'll share that with you. But it wasn't until there, like, I, I want to say this to you. Why do you keep coming back to this podcast? Some people may say, well, I like your straight talk. I like your authenticity. I like 
you know, they may rationalize it, but I want to suggest something to you. You come back and listen to this show because there's something that makes you feel a certain way, something in my voice, something about my personality that keeps you coming back. And what I want to tell you is this would have been five years ago, 10 years ago, you wouldn't want that person If I was, you know, that person five or 10 years ago, you probably wouldn't come back. I'm the person now who's been through these experiences that changed me as a person. And I share that with you. And it's not in the words, it's in the vibe. It's in the way you end up feeling from listening to this podcast. And it's why you keep coming back. And if you want to have that effect on the people in your life, with your partner, with your business partner, with your employees, with your coworkers, with your children. It involves you investing in yourself and stepping up. You won't get it any other way. You can't take them, you can't take your kids to more soccer practices and ballet practices. You can't buy them more expensive clothes. It doesn't fucking work. You can't buy yourself shit. Oh, wow, that's a nice new suit. Oh, that's a nice new dress. Oh, look at that purse. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Look, I'm I'm not saying not to do it, but if you're seeking to upgrade your life, you must upgrade yourself, not your accessories. And that shift in life will never happen until you do this. So ask yourself, where do you need to invest in yourself? In which way? In what way? That's the answer to getting to the next level. And guess what? If you haven't learned this by now, there's always a next level. There is no stop to the growth. Growth is a lifelong pursuit. Back to that first concept we talked about earlier, it's a marathon. Once you climb what you thought was the peak, you realize, ah, look at that. There's more to climb. There's always more to climb. And it changes as we get older. We need to, we need to adapt to how we change, how our body changes. We, we need to learn how to become an elder instead of what most North Americans and a lot of other places, what happens is elderly people turn into children like babies that we need to take care of because they can't take care of themselves because they didn't learn how to become an elder. They didn't learn how to still be a productive member of a family, of a community. And so we drop them off in nursing homes and that's about it. Don't let that happen to you. Growth never ends, never ends. So where do you need to invest in yourself? That's a question I ask myself too. Where do I need to invest in myself? Who do you need to hire as a mentor or as a coach or as a therapist? By the way, if you want your health handled with nutrition, exercise, fat loss, and the right mindsets that go along with it, and you resonate with me, then I'm your guy. Well, at least hopping on one of those calls that I talked about today and seeing if you're right for the program. And if you feel like it's right for you, this is right for you, then go to legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply. That's legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply. But if you don't feel like your health is what you need to be focusing on right now, then what is it? And how about this? 
Stop screwing around on your own. Go find the best person to work with and get it handled fast. Instead of looking at money leaving your bank account, think about what you're solving with speed by investing your money in that solution. Again, that only works if you got a good coach. That's a big part of this struggle, isn't it? Who's good? Who isn't good? And I'll tell you, sometimes you just got to go for it. We've hired people to help us grow our business and it wasn't, we didn't, let's just say we didn't get what we thought, but sometimes you got to take the risk. You got to go for it because thinking, oh yeah, well, I think uh, the cost benefit analysis, which is really paralysis by analysis for most people, they end up never taking any action. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Where do you need to step up? What makes you uncomfortable when you think about tackling it? And who can you go work with to handle that area with speed? That's the question I want you to answer for yourself. All right, well, that is, uh, that's it for me. I don't, have, I don't think I have any else, anything else to add here. But I want you to know this. You're in a marathon right now and you can get through it. And the way to do it is to invest in yourself, to put yourself first, to isolate and identify the areas of your life that need attention. Where are the whispers starting to get louder, starting to turn into screams? Then go find someone to help you solve it with speed. It is the best not only do I preach this, not only do I sell this, it is what I do personally. It is what the most successful people do. And the last thing I want to say is you are worth it. You're worth more than that car, than that house, than that luxury condo. So that's where I'll end with love you. Enjoy your weekend. Speak to you on Monday.